Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Hear the full show on our app, by podcast, or on 96FM.ie. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. He takes being cooked to a whole new level. These students can't afford to feed themselves. Do the best you can for your child. And you look around for support, and there's nothing there. Just get up and do our best today, and that's all you can do. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96FM. I'm trying to find out this morning why a company whose parent last year made an operating profit of 1.12 billion, I said billion euro, why they need to put up our gas prices. Why do they need to put up our gas and electricity prices? We find out that I'm very cross about that. Very cross. And I also hope that deals that people might have signed with great companies like Bonkers, will will they be affected by this? We'll find that out in a little while. Uh, all of our music, when we get around to it, today is Irish to celebrate the week that's in it. We'll look ahead to St. Patrick's Day because, well, we didn't have a proper St. Patrick's Day for the last couple of years. But I want to start at uh, Cork City Council where a decision was made last night that will be welcomed by everybody who has respect for the children, the lost children of Besborough. Councillor Lorna Bogue, good morning to you. Morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Lorna, what exactly happened last night? Because it's not 100% clear to us. Um, yeah, well, it's it's kind of a, it was a complicated meeting because it went on for five and a half hours. Um, so uh, <laughs> it was a long, long meeting. Um, I'm definitely going to bed after after this call, I think. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, ba- basically, um, we were going through um, the local development plan. Um, so that's that's quite a large um, book, um, and that is the zonings of land um, in Cork City Council area. Lorna, could you um, maybe get a tiny bit closer years. to your mouthpiece, if that would be possible? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that better? That's better, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so um, we were deciding on the development plan, which is um, our planning for the next five years. Um, in the Cork City Council area um, and um, as part of that um, we were going through the final um, amendment stage um, so there was about 500 uh, plus amendments in total 
um, to this document um, last night that we had to go through. Um, and one of those amendments, um, which was buried in a document called Schedule 1, um, which contained about 168 um, amendments, um, was a single line, uh, and that single line was to do um, with the zoning of um, the site in Vespera that's just north of the Folly, um, where, where the OSI map yes. um, said children's burial ground yes. on it. Um, yes. and we were um, basi- basically, we had in a previous draft of the development plan said that that was a conservation area. Um, so you know, couldn't be built on without um, uh, uh, what we would call a material contravention coming before councillors, so that there'd have to be a council vote on it, basically. Yes. Um, so that just adds an additional layer of protection. Um, and, um, yeah, um, there was a proposal um, that uh, came from a submission um, to change that back to residential, um, and we were saying that we weren't going to change that because the six councillors in the South East Ward, yeah. um, which is councillors Kieran McCarthy, councillors Terry Shannon, um, councillor Des Cahill, councillor Mary Rose Desmond and councillor Deirdre Ford and myself, um, we said in our meeting, um, no, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not happening. Um, yeah, so um, it came to a full vote to the council last night and it was all being voted on in a batch. Um, but um, of course, there were um, members of um, survivors groups and survivors um, there um, who were mothers. Um, and obviously, they'd sat through um, a five and a half hour long sure. um, council meeting, um, you know. But of course, some of these women have been waiting 50 years. Um, so to them, maybe five hours um, didn't seem um, as long a period of time. So um, I, but I just want to, to explain into, that that yeah. was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Break this um, into layperson's language then, Laura. The decision last night voted on by the full council is that what we know as and was identified in a map as a children's burial ground mm-hmm. can never be built on. Um, not without a vote of the councillors, and all of us councillors are united on this. Um, I, I, I think there has been a massive cultural change, to be honest. I don't think that people think in general that this is acceptable anymore um, to do things like this. Um, so I, I, I don't see that um, land ever being built on. Okay, that's a major breakthrough for a lot of people who are very concerned. Lorna, thank you for that. That's Councillor uh, Lorna Bogue. So the burial ground, the children's burial ground as, as shown in that map a couple of years ago near the folly, and remember the story about the folly, that can't be built on now, ever without a vote of council, as Lorna said, highly unlikely to ever get that kind of support at council, which is good news. Can I just go straight to Don O'Leary of Cork Life Centre? Don, you need our listeners' help. Good morning. Hi PJ, good morning. Look, we we were very trying to keep a very low-key effort here. Um, we're taking uh, materials to Ukraine. Right. Um, and I suppose, look, we, we, were, we were keeping it small. It was bringing money, leaving them to decide what they wanted. We were building generators and stuff like that, right? Uh, there's staff and, 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 and parents going. Um, however, uh, there has been <laughs> a huge outpouring. We have 14 pallets of Ukrainian and Polish food. Right. To be delivered. And I need... I, someone else come in and ask me for four more pallets to go on to that. And nowhere we're stuck because I can't, for love no money, get a rigid truck. Now, the rigid truck is one of these small ones you see delivering to shops. Yeah. It's a, people out there will probably know. It's a C1 license. Now, if there's anybody out there, anybody, if they need rental money for the truck, sound and not a problem. If they need me to pay a driver and they want the driver to come along with me, no problem. What I can guarantee is, though, we're going towards crack oil. 
where we have people coming to meet us. We have contacts in there that are coming out to meet us. There'll be no going over the Ukrainian border. And I have a member of the government meeting, meeting us as well there. So, so all we'll be doing is dropping stuff now. We are intending bringing back some people from there as well, right? And so that could be us. Whoever comes to the truck is doing a, 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 a deliver and drop for us, and, and we will pay them. He, you know, the, the ferry is booked. We, we could sort any money situation of a sort. We could say, get this to the Ukraine. So you're looking for a truck and ideally a driver with it to load up and go. If they don't have it, I have people with C1 lights. But, right. you know, trucks are trucks and people don't like it. No, they're a rigid truck. Um, now, it, it is a smaller version. It isn't the 18 ton one. It's a smaller truck. It's yeah. a C1 license to drive. The other thing I'd say is so that they know we will be leaving on Tuesday. Uh, there's no comeback from that. We're leaving on Tuesday. Um, we would be back in Cork on, uh, um, we'd be back in Rosslear on the Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Okay. So the following morning. It's a quick so trip. Can't you, we, we'd, we'd be thrilled. It is, uh, it is mainly done by, you know, Man's school was very good to us. The ladies probably been good to us. And we're taking generators, and that's what I was trying to keep it, and medical equipment to go into the maternity hospitals, and the kids' hospitals are underground. And all we want to do is to be able to run some light in there. Now, I, I've been offered higher power generators as well, and this might help me take them, if, if I can get it. Crikey. Okay, you basically have a truckload of stuff, but no truck. That's that's it. That's that's where we're at, though. And, and if you're some, I've had, <laughs> I've had taken staff off in the evening, Sarah, and we've tried everywhere to, to get one. And we seem to, we just seem, can't get one for loving money. Right, well, and, um, so if anyone, if anybody can help us, we'd be immensely grateful. And you can give out my details. They can contact us here, uh, and we can chat. Let, okay? let us let us see if the if the Bush Telegraph uh, and the Opinion Line Bush Telegraph can work. Don, thank you very much, Don O'Leary, the great Don O'Leary of the Life Centre. He basically has a truckload of stuff to go out to the Polish-Ukrainian border. All he needs is a truck. The kind of truck that you drive with a C license. Now, they have drivers if they need one. If you want to go with your truck, that's fine. If you need money, if you need to be sorted, that's fine. But can we get a truck? The Life Centre, Don O'Leary at the Life Centre, has put together a truckload of stuff. But they need a truck. Can we organise a rigid truck to go next Monday? Did he say Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. To go Tuesday. Can we start it? Come on, let's make, let's work our magic on the opinion line on this beautiful spring Wednesday morning, the 16th of March. They've got a truckload. Can we get a truck? Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. We're back to the music. The Quartz 96 FM music panel gives you the power to pick our playlist. Click 96 FM.ie now. 96 FM.ie now. Take the 10 minute survey and you could win a 100 euro Just Eat voucher. The power to pick what we play. Pick what we play. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Join the Quartz 96 FM music panel. Find the link on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or see 96FM.ie. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 0818 96 96 96. On Quartz 96 FM. 
if you've got access to a truck or you have a truck, even if you want to go and drive it yourself and you have all the sea licence and stuff and you can help out Don and the crew at the Life Centre, let us know and we let them know. 0818 96 96 96. Quick uh, reminder to you that uh, Cox 96 FM proudly supporting the Irish Cancer Society's Daffodil Day, uh, Friday week, March 25th. Daffodils are available from any of the volunteers and they'll fund free cancer support services and life-changing cancer research. If you want to take part or donate, you'll find more details of Daffodil Day on cancer.ie. Come back to where we started this morning and uh, this story that broke yesterday afternoon. And it, it, it is a cliche to say that you nearly crashed the car, but I did. I nearly crashed the car when I heard it breaking on the news that Bordgash is to bring in massive, massive price increases. They're increasing the price of electricity that they supply by 27%. They're increasing the price of gas by 39%. And this kicks in on the 15th of April. It'll add hugely to the average household bill, 350 onto the gas, 340 onto the lecky, and you can take that as being conservative given the time of year in which people use more gas and, and more lecky. This is on top also of three price hikes from board gash last year, right in the middle of a cost of living crisis. Can bring in Charlie Weston, personal finance editor with the Irish Independent. And Charlie, I'm not a, I'm not a finance journalist, you are, but I have another piece in front of me here. Centrica is the company that owns Board Gash. Am I right or am I wrong? You're absolutely right. Yeah, right. British company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Centrica returned an operating profit according to a document I have from February. Their operating profit for 2021 was 1.12 billion euro. Now, how the hell do you justify those price hikes on the back of those profits? Well, no, to be absolutely fair, because um, you know, I'd be, on the one side and the, on the other hand, kind of thing here now. But their operating, their profits in the Irish market were down last year, right? Thirty-four uh, percent. But, but let's remember, PJ, we sold this company for a song. We gave this company away, and there was a spin put out at the time about what it was being sold for, and it was a thing called enterprise value was being used to put the figure on it. The real figure amounted to. 150 million euros. This was sold after the financial crash at the behest of the Troika for 150 million euros. That is a scandal. It was sold to Centrica because the Whitegate uh, power plant, which is a huge modern gas-fired power plant owned by Borgash, down near, near you there, that cost 400 million euros to, to build. And we sold this with this company, you know, the, the, the residential and, and commercial gas and, and electricity distribution business the the uh, and the power plant for a sum total of 150 million euros, and they're gone off now. They've made up that money over and over again. They've recouped about 225 million in dividends, uh, but but by 2019 alone, they'd made back uh, the money that 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 what they spent on buying it. So this company then turns around and has what is an eye-watering shocking increase. You're absolutely right, PJ. Nobody expected an increase like that. We knew. 
the energy companies are under pressure. You know, we had an energy crisis last year for different reasons. When we knew the Ukrainian war had exacerbated things and that we were going to get some hefty increases this year. But we nobody expected anything on that scale. As you said, 39% increase in gas, 27% in electricity from uh, 15th of, of April, which will just wipe out this 200 euros we're getting from Absolutely. government as a credit on our electricity bills. And, um, you know, it means that the average family probably saw a, an increase of 400 to 500 euros last year for electricity. Uh, we'll probably see something like, the calculation has gone up actually, you know, bonkers.ie has looked at the figures again and they reckon it's about 385 uh, on, uh, in electricity. So, Jeepers, all told there, you're nearly, you're talking nearly 800 euros extra. This is just unsustainable. I mean, there are many people who mm. won't qualify for the fuel allowance who, you know, will get that credit, uh, but they'll still be at the pins that are cutters to pay that kind of money, PJ. It's just mm. extraordinary levels of increases. Charlie, do we or do we not have a regulator that oversees this kind of thing? We do, and um, but we don't regulate the prices now. That's the problem here. We have competition. That's probably why we have more than a dozen different um, people offering new energy. This is why if you live in an estate in, a, in an urban area, you're driven demented by people calling to the door trying to get you to switch electricity and gas provider, uh, which is grand. Competition, the idea is that, that that brings prices down, but this is not working. And the other aspect to this, and I've been on to the regulator about it this morning, saying, how can, you know, you can see that wholesale gas prices have gone through the roof because of the war in Ukraine, so they have to have an increase. But Borgash have done something which I think is unforgivable, and I asked them, was it not price gouging? They've also increased the standing charges by similar percentages. So your standing charge for your electricity is going up 27%. So I said to them, is this not price gouging? How can you justify that? That's yeah. nothing to do with gas prices. That means if you stop, you shut down the electricity, if you cut the wire into your house, you'll still be paying through the nose. You're still going to get clobbered. And, uh, so in other words, if you, don't, if you don't light the fire, if you don't cook, if you just, no matter how much you cut down the amount of gas you use, and sure, when it comes into spring and things, we tend to cut down the amount of gas. The standing charge has also gone up. Yeah, for both electricity and gas. So, if you stop using the light, if you start using candles, if you, if you light the fire instead, if, you know, if, 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 if you don't use the immersion, if, if you don't use anything, you're still getting clobbered here with a monumental increase. Now, I asked Borgosh, I said, lads, this is price gouging. What do you ask here, you know? And then they said to me, no, it's not. We're not price gouging. Standing charge relates to the fixed costs associated with the gas and electricity supply. Uh, they say they're one of the lower standing charges. It's a volatile market. And then they go on to mention gas prices. And I'm saying to, saying to myself, this has nothing to do with gas prices. The Consumers Association have told me they see this as opportunistic. They see this as wrong. They've called on the regulator to look at this. So... You know, it's all very well saying wholesale gas prices have gone up, so we have to increase your unit price. You know, we can see the argument there. Yeah. But increasing the standing charge, I think we need to scratch our head on that one. I think Borgosh have questions to answer on this. If you signed a contract with someone like Bonkers or some one of those uh, multiple providers for, say, 12 months, are you protected from this? No, I mean, Bonkers is just an intermediary. They, they, they just put you on to, the, you know, you look at the Bonkers site and they, they say, they make a recommendation and say, look, there's good value here. The problem is, PJ, you know, you sign up for a discount, basically, and it's a discount off the unit rate. So supposing you get a 30% discount, which you can get, a 30% discount off the unit rate. If the unit rate goes up, you're still getting a 30% discount, but you're paying off a higher unit rate. So, okay. 
you know, Wait yeah, you're kind of caught. Yeah, so they think the kind of there's not, we don't have fixed contracts. What we could do with is, uh, and one supplier did try to do this last year, but it, it, it didn't work for them. They lost money on it. What, what would be great would be somebody say, look, if this is the price, you're going to have that price for a year. It's not going to change. But nobody can do that at the moment because it's all too volatile. So, okay. yeah, unfortunately, you know, you sign up for a contract and you get a fixed discount. That's all it is. But, but the unit rate can go up or, up or down okay. in the meantime, unfortunately. Okay. So lastly, this is effectively the Troika and what we did for the Troika coming back to bite us squarely on the arse. Because it certainly is. Yeah. yeah, I have a real problem with this personally. I've always thought we, we sold Irish life too cheaply, which was a, a jewel in the Irish crown. We sold uh, Board Gosh, another jewel in, in, in you know one of our decent semi-states. We sold it for nothing. 150 million euros. We gave that company away, including the Whitegate power plant. Whitegate is a fantastic facility. Uh, you know, it's 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 eaten bread. It's gone now, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it's dreadful, PJ, that we just gave away that company for nothing and now they're imposing savage increases on on, on, on people. Okay. All right, Charlie. Leave it there. No good news, unfortunately, today. Uh, massive altogether. And nothing we can do about it. That's Charlie Weston, um, personal finance editor with the Irish Independent. Now, those operating profits from Centrica, which is the parent company, 1.12 billion euro are their operating profits. The Irish wing of it lost money. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's a you know, but 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 we've just been told that our prices are going up by twenty seven percent for lecky and thirty nine percent for gas, and the standing charge is going up as well from a company owned by a parent that made one point two billion euro profit in twenty twenty one. It's it's immoral. Immoral entirely. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We will be talking about St Patrick's Day, and we will have Irish tunes uh, throughout the morning. It's two years since we had a proper St Patrick's Day. Like it's, we had, I remember here be, being here actually twenty uh, twenty, and just listening to everything shutting down and shutting down and shutting down and locking down. And the Taoiseach was in Washington. And he came down the steps at 11 o'clock, Leo at the time, and shut everything down. And sure, that was the hiss, that was the end of it. Now we're back and we'll have some of the excitement of people taking part and we'll have traditional recipes. And there's a brilliant TikTok, an American woman who's living in Cork and she just can't get her head around the way we talk. And, and it's really funny. She just can't figure her head around about the way we talk or the things we do, like things like this. I just learned that you can buy ice cream in a cardboard box in Ireland. And not only, so then you take this cardboard box, this block of ice cream, and you slice it, and you take the slice, slice of ice cream, and you put two wafers around it, and you make an ice cream sandwich. Not only that, but this is very common. Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, it's great. I'll talk to her later on in the morning. 0818 96 96 96. Could you mention the Carry Tool Parade today, starting at one fifteen today now? Prices, prices rather, for the best community float, best commercial float, and best dressed on the day. Carry tool, one fifteen today. On the subject of the price hikes, I know a lady who's already wearing a coat and jumper in her house. When I think of the board gosh increase, all I could think of was her shame on them. 
And there's plenty more comments coming in. 0818 96 96 96. Yesterday we were talking to Marcus. You know, Marcus has a house and he is living in a van because he can't get his tenants out of his house. They haven't paid him a cent in rent since last October and he can't shift them. And it's going to take him, he thinks, a year or more to shift them. And he's got to go through this process with the RTB. And he's living in a van while his tenants refuse to give him a penny and still live in his house. After that, we were contacted by Sarah. Uh, she has her own story to tell. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. The Premier League Live, powered by Talk Sport. Join me, Trevor Welch, exclusively online at 96FM.ie. Tune in Saturdays as we ramp up the excitement for the day's biggest games. We'll bring you pre-match analysis, live commentary and in-depth interviews with some legends of the sport. The Premier League Live. With now, stream live Premier League action with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. Listen every Saturday exclusively online at 96fm.ie or download the Cork's 96fm app. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. There was a lady on the phone to Fiona, a lady called Joanne, was making a point just there a second ago. Joanne, could you call us back for a sec at 0818-969696? Fiona just wants to chat with you again. Okay, that's Joanne, who was just on the phone. 0818-969696. A lot of people going on about the, the prices of the fuel and the prices of the gas. Kevin says uh, France capped increases at 4% and introduced a windfall tax on the energy uh, there. Uh, we'll be sitting down, says this message, in our homes with blankets and candles and eating out of cans. It is crazy. Extraordinary, all these prices going up and our TDs are all overseas. It's not just the heating of the house as it was two years ago. A lot of people are now working from home all the time. That uses more heating. A lot of people are moving to rural areas off off commuter routes to, to save money. Now they're being crucified by fuel costs as well. We're talking literally about people's ability to stave off homelessness and keep their jobs. This is absolutely terrible. So the banks will return the favours, and we and we gave them during the bailouts. <laughs> yeah, right, they will. And you know what the most sickening part of this, and I'm sorry, no, I'm not personalising it, but I am. The most sickening part of this is Eamon Ryan. I'm sorry, no, and I, I, I've met and I've talked to and interviewed Eamon many times. I like the man. On a personal level, I quite like the man. But his, his attitude to this is just sickening. Sickening. Um, you know, we can't cover every single cost increase. Well, we know that. We, we get that. The most important measure is to try to start reducing our usage of these fuels. That's the best he can do. Other than throwing lettuce at board gosh, like, you know, the, the best we can do is, yeah, but didn't Charlie Weston just point out, even if you use no flipping gas, even if you go three days a week and use no gas or turn off all the, everything electric, the standing charge has also gone up. Eamon, would you cop on? 0818 96 96 96.
So, Sarah, you were listening to Marcus yesterday about his situation where he can't get an unpaying tenant out of his house uh, and he's now living in a van. You wanted to tell a story from your point of view. Yeah, just to say, like, my side on the tenant's point of view with what they go through dealing with landlords. Okay. Um, So we're in our property for over five years now. So it all started during the summer of last year um, when they wanted to put the rent up. So I said, look, that's no problem. We're entitled to HAP if you wouldn't mind filling out the HAP forms for us. Um, So she refused that. So I said, look, this is the only way we can gather the extra rent a month for you. Um, So she said no. So I said, look, I can't take it out of my own pocket. I will actually have to decide on paying my electricity bill or feeding my family or paying my rent. I can't actually afford the loss. Yeah. So I've direct debits coming out. We've car loans that we kind of had to sell the car, another story, but mm. we're actually, if I had it, I would give it. It's not yeah. that I don't have it, you know sure. what I mean? Or have and it. was there much of an increase involved? Um, 150 euro. Okay, okay. And and half would have covered that and been that nice and handy for you? Yeah, like we never experienced having half. So I'm like, okay, happy days. We can actually live. Jesus, last time we went on a holiday, it was nearly over seven years ago, so we can't even afford to go up the country in our own country. So I'm like, we might be able to afford to live a bit, you yeah. know, not work to live. Yeah. To, like, you know. I do, I do. So, so you wanted to apply for HAP and landlord wasn't having any of it? No. So I said, okay, look, can you leave the rent as is? So she said, look, okay, due to you telling me that you have financial difficulty, what you're paying out, I leave it as is. So I went away, got her a thank you present. I said, Jesus, that means the world to me. Thanks so much. Um, so then kind of things were okay after that. And then the mold issue, I said, in the house, all our dressers, I actually bought the dresses when we first moved in. And they're snow white dressers. And I pulled them back not so long ago and they were green at the back of them. Um, my daughter's bed is against a wall and her duvet cover was wet. Every single skirting board in here has black dots of mould and all up the corner of her bedroom. Mm. Um, even when you take out, out of the locker now, you're, you can smell the musky smell off the clothes. And when we wake up, you can feel it in your chest. And it's when you come out of the house, you're like, OK, I wasn't coming down with a head cold. It's actually this dampness that's landing in her chest oh, that God. night. That's dangerous. I know. It is dangerous. So I said, look, if you wouldn't mind getting us a dehumidifier... Um, this is all at the end of the street now on my way to work when I seen her passing and I said um, we're just finding it hard to deal with the mould and all these issues so I said look I'm just going to say it to her and I said if you might get a dehumidifier and she says no and I said look I'll show you the pictures what the mould is doing to our, the furniture that we have Yeah. and she looked and she said and then there's like a skylight in the bathroom and it's black up there because you can open the window it's not a, it should be electric but there's no button for it sure so I said look that's black anyway she goes there never mind that that's always going to be like that <laughs> I was like okay never mind that that's okay um, okay so what about the green lockers and then flick through 
handed the phone back to me and started taking two steps away. I said, if you can get us a dehumidifier, grand. I said, just so we're not breathing all that in. Mm. She goes, no. And I said, okay. I said, look, I'll get onto threshold. Maybe you might get a letter off them. She gave me the thumbs up and a wink and looked at me and said, let me know when they're calling. I walked away. And I was like, left at the side of the street, that's your landlord. Well able to put their hand out, get well, cash and, in and hand. Did you get the house through threshold or what? No, no. We've seen this on a, a website on daft.ie. It was through an agency. So, so you were going, but but you were going to complain or to threshold? Is that it? Yeah, that's I have, like I don't know all this and where to go about it all because never had the situation before. And someone said to me, "If your landlord is ignoring the situation you're in, then threshold will get onto them for you." Okay. Kind okay. of illegal side of things. I didn't know that. Right. So he wrote them a letter. I got onto a very nice guy in there and he said, look, I'll send her a letter. It's all I can do and let her know that there's tenants dealing with this issue. And he gave her like a month's date to say if you can address the situation for your tenants in a, such and such a date. Yeah. So he wrote back to me telling her or telling me that he sent the letter. And he said, it's now a week after the date I gave her. Has she done anything? I said, I didn't hear anything. So he goes, what you do now is get onto RTB and put in a dispute right. um, against this. I said, okay. So then he asked me, was I registered? I said, I actually don't know this, so I'll ask her. And when I seen her, I said, look, are we registered as tenants? And she said, you are. I said, okay. And I said, can you give me a rent book? Because I actually don't have my own record of giving five years of monthly rent. So like, if I ever went for a mortgage, where's this five years of history payments? Right. So Um, you've never had a rent book? No, she holds the rent book. Okay. And even when I need to apply for a loan, I have to knock on the door and ask them. And I know soon I have it, and they're knocking on the door again for it back. And I'm like, what's the big deal with this rent book? Like, yeah. I should be in Because the rent book, and I could be wrong here, Sarah, but the rent book is your book, not hers. And I, yeah, and when I read up about it, I can see all that now that I'm kind of educating myself on this. And our names are on the front of the rent book. So basically, our names and addresses on the front of it. So if it was last property, who would it go to? My mm. name and address. Yeah. So I'm like, it's totally mine. Um, so they won't give us one. So I actually went into Easton's and bought my own to keep my own records. Stapled all the previous rent that we paid to that. So I said, okay, this is all I have for my proof. Um, so when I got onto RTB, I said, can you tell me am I a registered tenant? Gave my PPS number. He said, no, nothing's coming up here. Um, yeah, so we're not registered. And this is the whole reason, I think, why she won't accept half because it's all cash in hand, um, make secret with the rent book and won't address any of our issues that we have in here. Now, we had to get a new cooker not so long ago. My partner actually installed that. Um, we install everything ourselves. We paint it. We do everything in her ourselves. So we're not paying for land, uh, tenants. Do you know what I mean? We gave them no trouble. Yeah. We're clean. We're spotless. I was like OCD on that side of things so yeah yeah. so then when she said the best, oh yeah that was the other conversation then um, I said look we'll have to move out if this is going to continue and the mold situation so I said can you give me a reference 
And she said, no. And I said, I need a reference to move out or a letter stating you want us out of the property because she said the best thing you can do if you're not happy there is move out. Right. I said, well, I am happy there. I, the ha- location is fine, yeah. everything. F- fix these few things and we'll be grand. That way. Just give us a humidifier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Simple. Um, so, yeah, so that's the way it's kind of gone now. And we went in with the rent there um, last month. And my partner said, do you have the reference ready for us um, since you want us out like? And she said, no, my solicitor actually said, um, when you get a date for when you're moving out, um, that's when we give you a reference. But he said, you do know in today's world that you need your reference to go and view a house. Yeah, you're you're kind of stuck there because you can't look for anything new without the reference no. from your present landlord. Yeah, so then if you go into DAF.ie, all the info on particular property, it actually says, um, please have references. If you have to email them on the reference before yeah. they even look yeah. at your file. Do you know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's leaving you very badly caught here. It is. We're in a vicious circle and... I'm like, we're 34 years of age, me and my partner, we're working, we're, you know, we're doing everything we can and it's just not good enough for them. And I'm like, okay, I'll move out, no problem if we're being a pain asking you to address the mould. You you won't help us moving out either. So, I don't know. Yeah. Where we go from here. <laughs> I know. And, like, there's Marcus yesterday trying to get troublesome tenants out and he can't and here you are and you're trying to leave a landlord that isn't doing what they should be doing for you and you can't get out. Everyone seems to be caught up in a different way in this awful system, don't they Sarah? Yeah, I know. And then the price of living is going up but your salary stays the same Um, so that's the kind of situation with the rent going up and I said look we're entitled to HAP so I don't know why she won't sign the forms, obviously because she'll have to say that she has tenants and pay her taxes. So It's a very unfortunate situation. What do you think you'll do? Um, I don't know, really. Mm. I just keep it. Like, the other thing then people were saying to me was hold back the rent until they give you a reference, but two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. And I'm not in one bit wrong, so if I do hold back the rent, they have something against me, so I don't want, like, I'm being as polite as I can, and I, like, every day we come home from work, and I'm like, there's a ball of anxiety coming in the door, and I'm like, I don't need this, do you know, and I'm like, just give me the reference and we'll go. Yeah. So, yeah. Sarah, I, I don't know yeah. what to say to you. I just hope it all works I out. Know. I mean, the RTB, ha- have they come back to you at all? They said that they were actually in the process of sending a letter to the landlords asking um, for proof that are we um, registered with them. So, I don't know. And they actually don't speak to you when they're going through a progress with your landlord. So. All you can do there is wait and see what comes out of it, I suppose. Yeah, All right. exactly. All right. So, yeah, just my side of things. Listen, thank, thank you for getting in touch. Oh, you're welcome. No problem at all. Thanks for having me on.
Good morning, Frankie, who sent us pictures from Corfu in Greece of where <laughs> he's offering us a studio in Corfu in Greece if we want to do a show there during the summer. Frankie, you legend. But we'd be lucky to get to Fountainstown, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? But I'd love to. Thanks, Frankie. 0818 96 96 96. Now, I have never, ever made any secret of my total admiration for the organisation that is Headway Ireland and the work that they do with people and their families who are dealing with a brain injury. And they're having an art exhibition for Brain Awareness Week. Emily Thompson is their organiser. She works in their uh, Balancholic base. Emily, good morning to you. Hi, PJ. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Delighted. I'm a huge admirer of Headway's work. And when my wife was training, uh, she spent a lot of time in, in Headway and made lifelong friends there. So I love... I love what you guys do. Tell me about this art exhibition. Uh, So it's an exhibition on uh, the resilience of people with acquired brain injury. Um, And the the group of work that's in there now uh, is at St. Peter's in Cork. Um, Is a group, like the work is from all the different clients across the different services in Headway. So it's a really like eclectic group. both clients that I work directly with and clients that work on some of our other services. Um, but there's all there's like stories that the clients have chosen to put in along with the artwork as well. So you learn a little bit about their journey uh, along with viewing their, their work, which mm. is really lovely. Talk to listeners a little bit about the work of, of Headway and what you do. Someone has an acquired brain injury, something like a stroke or an accident or whatever, mm-hmm. and you help them to get the most out of their lives as they recover. Yeah, exactly. So our aim at Headway is to support the people with an acquired brain injury to make the most of their individual potential, um, improve their quality of life and their independence. Um, So like I personally work on a team that works on uh, community rehabilitation. So our goal is to help people re-engage with their communities. Um, Like people with, with, with a, a brain injury, uh, their, their injury is often hidden. Um, you know, it's not visible if you look at them. So, but it affects their speech, their memory. Yeah. They might get a bit disoriented when they're in a community that they know very well, but just struggle with uh, yeah. with their own changes. They struggle with um, everyday stuff that they didn't yeah. before their injury. Yeah, you exactly. Help, exactly. You help, them, mm-hmm. you help them with that. And you've you've teams here in in um, Balancholic and indeed out on the the straight road. So, is the exhibition open to mm-hmm. the public? It is, yeah. So it's at St. Peter's Cork, which is the used to be known as the Vision Centre. Yeah. Um, it's on North Main Street. It's like a used to be a church. It's a lovely space. Yeah. Um, and our work is just upstairs in the mezzanine. Um, and like I was saying, it's just this beautiful, like it's a really beautiful group of clients that put the work in, and it's just stunning. You've got a lovely um, one of your of attached cottage on your Facebook page. Oh yes, that one's that's beautiful. That's a lovely lady out in. Um, I think she lives in Crosshaven, and that was uh, that was a bit of an older piece for her. But she did that just after uh, her after she had her brain injury, and it's actually like a cottage right down the road from her that she connected really well with. Um, so she painted it, and it's just stunning. Um, mm-hmm. That's great. Beautiful it's, work. It's great. Super, super work. And as I said, Headway Ireland, super work that you guys do, uh, supported by this ex- art exhibition for Brain Awareness Week. It's called Resilience, um, and it's on at St. Peter's in North Main Street. Opened yesterday, and it's open to the public. Thank you very much, Emily. 
Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Hear the full show on our app, by podcast, or on 96FM.ie. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96, 96, 96 Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96 Email opinion at 96fm.ie The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan On Cork's 96FM Yeah, a bunch of deets from tomorrow with regard to the starting times of various parades around the county. I'll give you them. A little bit later, I gave you Carrie Tool. I think Carrie Tool is today, quarter past one, but tomorrow there's loads of other ones. Mitchelson, Fomoy, Middleton, Crosshaven, McCroom, Yall. Our Vic is the MC at the Cove Parade. So I'll give you all those dates a little bit later on. Just before I move on, a very, very sad day for journalism. Yesterday, I was just listening to the news and I heard of a guy, he was a Fox News cameraman, uh, his name, Pierre and you hear it and you go, oh, that's desperately sad. And then, but a half an hour later, I heard he was Irish, born and raised and uh, has relatives and very proud dub, uh, Pierre Zakrzewski. So you, it's natural. You take more of a kind of a, an interest then. And uh, a lovely man by all accounts, 55 years of age, worked all over the world, loved being on the front line. It was what he did. He went in to those kind of stories that the rest of us just haven't got the guts, we watch from the telly, and Zach as he was known to his mates, went in took the pictures, made the videos cut the reports did, did the whole lot, uh, they paid him a, a tribute on Fox News uh, last evening, now look say what you want about Fox News, he was one of their team and one of their family uh, I know a lot of people don't like Fox but forget that for now uh, This uh, the first voice on this tape is Pierre uh, Zekshevsky a, a dub we were just outside the refugee camp filming filming refugees and we could hear there was gunfire in the background. Pierre Zakshevsky, or Zak as many called him, has been with Fox for years, in and out of war zones. On the run, the gunmen are coming closer. Pierre, let's go, grab the sticks. Before Ukraine, Pierre was on the ground in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Syria. He covered conflicts between countries and helped us report from the middle of riots. Pierre was a steady presence in uncertain times. When a correspondent or producer arrived and saw Pierre waiting for them, they knew they were in good hands. Because he could do just about anything. He shot video, fixed equipment, produced stories, and edited pieces on the fly. Pierre also seemed to always know the background of every location, every story. And he had an extraordinary ability to do his work under incredible pressure. Pierre was an old-fashioned hack and our thoughts are with everybody who knew and loved him because no doubt uh, we have listeners in Dublin somebody knew him he was a dub and he died yesterday uh, in Ukraine 0818 96 96 96 it's Young Carers Day 
today. And, you know, it sometimes makes you sad when you think of the number of young people around the country caring for a loved one. They do it because they love that person. They do it because they've got, in many ways, they've got no other choice but to do it. But they, they, they put huge dedication into it. Uh, and uh, every year we get an opportunity to remember them. And uh, this is Young Carers Action Day. And I'm joined on the phone by Emily Jane who who takes care of her dad, John. Hi, Emily Jane. Good morning. Hi. Lo- lovely to talk to you. You're 16 years of age and you look after your dad. Tell me about dad. Yeah, I do. Tell me about him. Um, well, my dad, John, has refractory epilepsy. So that means that he, it's not fully controlled. Right. So... Um, I take care of him when, like, he has a seizure. Um, I keep him safe and I time his seizures and I administer his emergency medicine. Right. And when you say that it's not controlled, like, does he not have any medicine that he can take? No? Um, he does. He has medication for it, but um, his seizures, like, they're not, like, they just aren't controlled, you know. they right. He'll have them. And how often would he get a seizure, Emily Jane? Every day. Every day. Would it be a couple of times a day sometimes? Yeah, sometimes it can be. Describe what happens. Well, he can have um, a lot of different seizures. There's staring episodes, complex partial seizures, and tonic-clonics, which people would be most aware of, or would be the big ones. Mm. They just collapse, yeah? Well, he usually knows beforehand if he's going to have a tonic-clonic. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah, he could, his vision could be blurry or like he could see flashing lights and um, just tell us if right. we're aware and about What do you do with him then, Emily Jane? Do you, do you help him to a safe place or something? Yeah, he could be on in recovery position on the ground or he could um, be lying on the couch or something just where he's comfortable and um, we'd have a timer out and his medication. Right. And the medication then, if the seizure doesn't settle after a given amount of time, you give him these yeah, emergency meds, is that right? Yeah, usually but after two minutes, right. if um, the seizure's still going, then we would give him his medication. Is that medazolam? The one yeah. in the tube. Yeah, I know. I know it. I know it. I know. I know someone who who has that. Um, yeah, and you have to give him that after two minutes. Yeah, it, it must be frightening to watch, is it? Or do you give? Do you ever like? Do you kind of know that it's going to end? You're just worried that it will. Yeah, that's usually what goes on in my head. You know, like I'm. I obviously get like nervous when it when it starts, and I just want it to stop. You know, but know. it always. Always stops, like. Always stops. And how is he afterwards? Would he be sleepy or whatever? Um, yeah, can be quite disorientated as well. Just wouldn't really know what's going on. But I just like tell him that he's safe, you know. Yeah. Um, Would he remember it afterwards? No, he wouldn't remember it. He might remember a few minutes beforehand, but wouldn't wouldn't remember what happened. I got you. I got you. It's hard for him, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you said that he, he, he would know that it's coming. At least that's something, I suppose. Yeah, it does. It um just so we know like where where to have him to keep him to keep him safe as well, so that he just doesn't hurt himself either if just yeah. if he collapses or something. 
Yeah, it must be very, very, very hard for him. So he, you just, you, you, all you can do is keep an eye to him and mind him, and when he knows a seizure is coming, have his meds ready. Yeah. Wow. That's very good. That's. I mean, you're only sixteen. That's more than than a lot of sixteen-year-olds have to take on. Like, obviously, mom is around too, um, and and you have a little brother as well. Yeah, I do. I have a brother and a sister. Oh, a sister too. Okay. And uh, they, do they help? Yeah, my sister helps a lot. She's um she's fourteen. Nice. She does help a lot. Um, but my brother is quite young, so he's six. So I take care of him a lot as well. Good for you. Good for you. I guess minding dad. Would you miss out on stuff, Emily Jane? Well, I usually would just have to like pre-plan things um, with my friends and just make sure that my mom like doesn't need me that day sure. for something that she's supposed, you know. Sure. Um, and and is his situation such that he can't be left alone at all? Well, it usually depends on like how he's feeling. He can be home alone, but um, if he's not feeling great that day, we'd we'd stay with him. Um, or if he's been having a lot of seizures that week or something, then we'd stay home with him. Right, right. And of course, there's a lot of back and forth to the doctor and everything like that, I suppose. Yeah, there is. Okay, okay. Um, you're fantastic. Do you know that? <laughs> Thank you. You really are. And and I guess you kind of do it because that's what you do, isn't it? He's your dad and you love him. yeah. It's, it's, ah. you see, my, my son, my son has epilepsy. Uh, now, it's, it's a very long time since he had a seizure, thankfully. That's why I know about uh, the midazolam and the timing and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a very long time since he had a seizure, but I know how scary it is. And you're, yeah. going, you're going through that every day with your daddy. Uh, yeah. That's, that's tough going. That's tough going. You're you're a fabulous bit of stuff. Do you know that? You really are. Thank you. All right. Um, and I guess he knows, you know. Does he ever talk to you about it? Does he ever chat to you about how, about, you know? Yeah, he does. He always tells me that, you know, he's proud of me and he's happy that I take care of him. Yeah. Well, he'd, yeah. Lost, he'd be lost without you. And, and so would your mum and so would everybody else. You're, you're great. Uh, Look after yourself, Emily Jane. All right. Okay, thank look you. Look after you. Look after you. And look, who who gives you a break? What do you do for a break? Do you do you play games or do you just go out with your mates like when you can? What do you like to yeah, do? Yeah, I'm a really close friends as well. Um, that I can talk to them about any anything, and Good. I can just go off and do what I want with them. Good. Um, yeah, or I could just spend time with my sister as well because we're very close. What do you like to do? Um, I like I like um, dancing a lot, yeah, and I like just going out and on a walk or something with people. Yeah, let's off the bit of steam. Is mum there? Um, yeah, my mum is here. Can I chat to her for a second? Yeah, you can. Hey. Hello, PJ. Roshin, hi. She's a great bit of stuff. She's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's epilepsy is is a very difficult kind to deal with, isn't it? Is that it's so unpredictable. It is. It's a very hard one. Um, he's undergone uh, neurosurgery 
the year before last in the hope to um to resolve the issues but unfortunately it didn't work um so we're in the same position yeah yeah and it's it's the unpredictability of it but it's great as she was saying to me he kind of knows himself he does um well the absence seizures and the complex partial he wouldn't um right. so but um Usually he's kept safe in those circumstances. He kind of stays still and it might might just be a staring episode or he right. might fumble, um, you know, with his hands. But um, the tonic clonics, thankfully, he gets some sort of warning yeah. that we can get him into safe position, you know. Yeah. Because you do, if you're in the wrong place, you literally go down like a sack of spuds and you can bang your head or bang your face or anything. It's awful. That's it. He he has had a couple of incidents down through the years where, um, you know, it's been very sudden and, you know, he's taken a few bangs to the head and things like that. So it's that's a terrible worry on top of the seizure, you know, to have a head injury or just to be in, you know, any kind of extra discomfort. You know, it's you must be so proud of your girl there. I really am. Um, Emily Jane and her sister Anna, like they're a huge help. Um, and to be honest, for a long time, I think we just took it for granted. It was part of our family life. Yeah. Um, and I, they received um, a Young Carers Award there a few months back um, in the post. And um, they were like really taken aback by it because they said to me afterwards, they never really saw themselves as carers. They just, they were just helping look after dad. So um, it's really nice for it to be acknowledged. um, Carers Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they've grown. It's what they've grown up with, which you'd wish they didn't have to, but, but they do. And, and, and they make you so proud. They 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 just take it on the chin and that's, that's dad. We must look after dad. It's, 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 it's worth diamonds. That's it. And I remember speaking to our GP um, a few years back and just kind of the worries, you know, that the impact it might have on their mental health and things. And I remember my GP saying to me, you know, they they have something that a lot of other people don't have until many, many years, you know, a kind of their adulthood, like they have a huge scope for empathy Um and it's it's something it's lovely to to watch you know to be fair yeah. um i suppose my focus now for them going into their teenage years um you know is for them to kind of really look at their self care yeah. um and to focus a lot on that um because you can't kind of run on an empty fuel yeah. tank so they need to look after themselves first and foremost going yeah. forward yeah. so uh, yeah all right. Well, listen, um, delighted to talk to you and indeed to talk to Emily Jane and my best to John and to Anna. And uh, what's what's the, the, the young lad's name, six-year-old lad? Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> He's our character. Yeah, he keeps us all going. Good. No, they will. All six-year-olds will do that for you. All right. Listen, thanks very much to the McKenna Carroll family and best of good health to John who's got that kind of epilepsy that's totally unpredictable thank you 0818 96 96 96 Kevin mea culpa and you're so right I too forgot and yes I did and I'm feeling bad about this because I was watching the reports Alexandra who was Pierre's producer she was also killed in that incident yesterday and thank you 
Kevin for reminding me of that. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Now, the STEM Southwest event. Uh, is returning for its third year. And I'm joined by Marguerite O'Sullivan, who's its chair, to tell us a bit about it. We know Marguerite STEM is science, technology, engineering and mathematics, and we want more and more young people, young women in particular, to get involved. So what is STEM Southwest? Good morning. Good morning, um, PJ. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, um, yes. so our, our big event is starting at it's on the 6th of April and it's a free event for students. But from a STEM perspective, like we do want um, more children and young learners to, to take it up in schools um, subjects like science, technology, engineering, maths. But really, it, the STEM event is to open their eyes to, I suppose, the opportunities and the career paths that are there. And it's really to help the influencers of the children. as. as oh, that seems to have dropped. See, can you get it back there? Fiona, this is on on the 6th of April from 5 till 9pm. And it'll be a lot of big employers in the country just showing students the opportunities that are there and the opportunities that exist within STEM. They'll have people like Johnson Johnson and Depuis and Gilead and MTU and Pepsi and many, many more will be there presenting their wares for, for young people to encourage them to take a, a STEM career. You're back, Marguerite. Thanks. Sorry, I um, dropped the line there. But yes, what I want to, I suppose, encourage is for um, the audience, which will be teachers and parents and students, to come on and meet exhibitors. So we have industry exhibitors. We'll have over 70 um, showing the different roles, the different opportunities, the, the, you know, the exciting careers that you can have in STEM. So everything from STEM, from science, engineering, technology, maths, in manufacturing and design. And it really is to learn around how the skills that you have or interests or passions that you have, how that translates into, you know, a fruitful career in STEM. Um, so we do have a huge gap, you know, from, you know, the careers that are coming online in the next few years um, in our region. And mm. what we want to do is, like, we need at least 20% of the children and young learners in school today to take up STEM yeah. so that we will be able to, you know, have um, and meet the, 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 the talent requirements in our tech industries going forward. When, when we started discussing STEM as a thing a couple of years ago, uh, the prediction is being made we're going to have more STEM jobs, STEM-based jobs, than we'll have young people qualified and trained to take them up so we need to get more yeah. people doing these core subjects and particularly more women absolutely like you know i suppose the the good thing is that we had over 25 percent of our participants last year um at our event um 4,000 joined last year we really want to up that this year and you know we're getting more and more interest from girls in you know seeing the possibilities and where you know there is opportunities Say, for example, our apprentice program, you know, we have hired more and more female apprentices this year than ever before. And that's because we now have role models to show, you know, what those careers are like. We have young girls going out to school, sharing their um, experiences and how they have taken up an apprentice and how they're getting so much um 
you know, excitement and passion from that and using skills that they thought they'd never, you know, be able to use um, and working in industries like, you know, um, J&J, Terma Fisher. Mm. We'll have an example of one of those apprentice, Phoebe, who will speak as part of the Secret Corner. So she'll share her own experience and, you know, her path and, you know, you'll see her excitement. So what I would do is encourage, um, you know, students to join and be able to hear from, you know, people who are already in those roles and, and sharing their experiences so that they can, you know, see the possibilities sure. and try new things and, you know, explore and learn, I suppose, what careers are there. So that, um, and it is about, you know, parents also, you know, joining the, the um, event and, and learning around the huge number of companies that are in our region, you know, and seeing what those um, companies have on offer. And, you know, we'll be reaching out to teachers to make sure that they get the message out there that the event is going on on the 6th of April, that it's on in the evening time. So, you know, from 5 to 9, you can join any time. It's a free event. Um, and you'll get an opportunity to listen to speakers, but also there's a chat function and, and be able to speak to people at the, each of the um, industry exhibit hall areas. Be really so, interactive. Yeah. How do people get, I know you said it's free, how do people get tickets? So go on to stimsoutwest.ie um, and register to, to attend. You'll get the link um, and it's simple as that. Okay. Um, All right. And good luck with it. Marguerite, when it comes around, hope you'll have a, a full house on the night. Virtual event, but a full house at the same time. STEM Southwest 2022. Uh, uh, stemsouthwest.ie uh, to sign up for that. Thanks, Marguerite O'Sullivan, who's the chair. 0818 96 96 96. Let me go through some of these parades tomorrow. Because it's around this time tomorrow, people will be deciding where they're going to go. So the Mitchellstown parade starts at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Formoy is at 11. Middleton have their parade starting at 3, but the festivities and the fun and games start at midday. Uh, down the fair green, with the local vendors and face painting and all that usual crack and palaver. Crosshaven have a 4pm start for their parade. McCroom starts at a quarter to 4 and Yall starts at 3 uh, Vic is MC, or Victoria is MC for Cove tomorrow, but I'm not too sure what time it starts. We'll find that out and let you know. And Carrie Tool is today. 0818 96 96 96. Uh, where were we going? Yeah, just on the that story that Sarah was telling us about her landlady, uh, and uh, her landlady isn't exactly cooperating with her at the moment. Uh, she wants, she's asking about, you know, trying to get a reference and trying to get a number and reporting her and all that. Someone says report her to revenue. Uh, someone else said, yeah, report her to revenue. She won't be long giving you the reference that you want. And and then Kevin was running, because Sarah was saying, we're both working, we're both earning. And Kevin was saying, why do people feel they have to justify themselves asking for a proper service? She's just done it there by saying we're working. It shouldn't happen or shouldn't matter rather. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Access all areas on Cork's 96FM. Your guide to nightlife on Leaside. Hi, it's Michael here with an update on Cork's entertainment. There's a Paddy's Weekend special coming up at City Limits Comedy Club this Saturday night with a visit of Patrick McDonald, Sinead Quinlan and guests. Tickets are available on the night at the venue on Coburg Street. Access all areas. Multi-platinum, multi-Brit award-winning singer-songwriter David Gray is set to play a special open-air performance at Musgrave Park on Saturday, June 20th. It's part of his White Ladder Tour, the 20th anniversary. Access all areas. You can contact us here at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events by emailing us on aaa at 96fm.ie. Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on the side. On Quark's 96FM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 0818 96 96 96. On Cork's 96FM. So we went through all of those parades around the county. And if there's anyone we haven't thought of that's in your gaff tomorrow or your area tomorrow, let us know. Uh, fling us a, a WhatsApp to 083 396 96 96. If we haven't got your starting time right or you've got a parade that you want to tell the world about, just do that and we'll mention as many as we get for the end of the programme. Here in the city we've got our parade and a whole festival and this time two years ago we were sitting here looking at cancellations and things were off and I think we were waiting for the Taoiseach to come down the steps or come out of wherever he was in Washington DC and shut the whole lot down as we entered COVID. So it's so great to be out of it and it's so great to have town greening up as it were once again for St. Patrick's Day and a fabulous weekend, a holiday off, a four day break for us for the weekend and we have a festival running right across the four days. Lord Mayor, Councillor Cullum Kelleher. Cullum, it's great to be back, isn't it? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. It's brilliant to be back. This, I think when we talked about when you started off in office, this was one of the things you were most looking forward to, St. Patrick's Day and being able to do it properly. Yeah, look, two years ago, we were the first local authority, I suppose, to come out and cancel our parade. Um, right. 
you know, whatever and with everything as you said, with everything that was happening, we were waiting for the T shirt at the time to announce the the bad news that that was coming and who knew that it'd be two years later before we'd be able to hold a parade. But oh look, it's absolutely amazing. It's back. Um with a four day holiday as you said coming and um just delighted to be honest with you. Now tomorrow there's the parade itself, but there's a whole lot of activity on the streets from right throughout the day. Yeah, so tomorrow the traditional um, shamrocking, as they call it, will take place at about 8am in the morning in City Hall. We'll then go to members of council, uh, along with myself, we'll go to the St. Finbars um, for the traditional uh, St. Patrick's Day Mass at 9am and then up to the North Cathedral. Um, and then we have the parade and there's a reception then at 3 o'clock in the city afterwards. Yeah. And you're just back from the States, I think, Colm, as well, over there doing your 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 um, ambassadorial work for us as Lord, as Lord Mayor. Good time was had by all? It was long, uh, to be quite honest with you, and you'll have to excuse me if I'm a bit uh, hoarse. I'm still a bit jet-lagged. My uh, body clock is still readjusting. We travelled back on uh, Sunday, arrived in on Monday morning, straight into a council meeting. Um, oh, and God, we had God a, bless you. <laughs> and we had, we, had a, we had another development plan meeting last night, so um, still trying to get the clock right. No, but look, yeah, it was, it, it was a great trip. Um, we, we, we went to New York, we were in Washington, D.C., and we were in San Francisco in New York. Um, I had the privilege of attending the Rockaway Parade and your listeners might be familiar with Rockaway it was yeah. decimated by Hurricane Sandy um, a number of years ago um, and a, a former a predecessor of mine Councillor Tony Fitzgerald um, started that engagement so we went to the Cork uh, New York Association dinner um, in Queens and then the following morning we went out to Rockaway for the parade um, something I will really remember for the rest of my days PJ they, they kind of do parades slightly different to what we do um, uh, kind of more pageantry I'd say that we don't do pageantry ourselves but kind of a lot everything in the States is bigger isn't it yeah. Yes, yeah, I remember being there on, on St. Patrick's Day in New York one time and it took about six hours like it's, it's they, they take it so seriously well, they, look, they do, and there's a massive Irish diaspora in in New York. Um, you know, I, I marched in the Rockaway Parade with the mayor of New York City, um, absolute gentleman. But kind of the the running phrase for I also marched, marched in the parade in San Francisco, and the running phrase between the two parades was, "Let's have a parade. We're back." Yeah. You know, um, and I think it's it's the same here. Let's have our parade. We're back. It's been two years. It's been it's been far too long, yeah. and absolutely looking forward to it. Colm, I think we're a little bit in this country. We 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 tend to look down a little bit sometimes on St Patrick's Day. But I I heard another uh, radio show that I was listening to over the last few days was was very jealous of us. This was a British radio show, very jealous of us. He was saying, "Is there a country in the world?" that gets more out of their national day around the world. And I don't think there is. I don't think there is either, PJ. Like when we went when we were in the in, in the States, obviously, you know, we had access to the mayor of New York City on account of being a, an Irish delegation for St. Patrick's Day, albeit they don't hold their, their parades are scattered somewhere on the fifteenth, fourteenth, sixteenth and seventeenth and that will be in the White House actually tomorrow. Um, San Francisco's was held last Saturday. Um, we had access to the mayor of San Francisco in Washington. We met Congressman Brendan Boyle in Capitol Hill. Um, and the doors, it opens up, not only 
diplomatically, but you know, from a business perspective, from a city's perspective, from a twinning perspective, yeah. um, is absolutely amazing. Like we we met with Mayor Bowser's uh, representation in Washington D.C., um, and we were brought on the Frederick Douglass Historical Trail. Now we've wow. own Frederick Douglass yeah. Historical Abolitionist Trail here, and. Um, it's actually something, you know, I remember till the day I go to my grave, to be honest with you, PJ, because most people that would go to, let's say, DC would see what you'd see, let's say, in the West Wing. And um, in fairness to the, 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 the committee that we have, the Frederick Douglass Committee, and I want to reference in particular Alma Murnane in, in Corporate Affairs in City Hall, we got a guided tour of um, uh, an area or a neighbourhood called Anacosta, or as I was calling it, Anacosta. Yeah. <laughs> it's Anacosta. And uh, it's it, it, it's it's a kind of the opposite side of the tracks, the other side of Washington, a kind of uh, a, a deprived, neglected area. And it was where Frederick Douglass bought a house and, and eventually died. And uh, when we went into this neighbourhood, um, to be quite honest with you, I found it a bit unnerving. Um, it, it, it was complete polar opposite of what... I suppose a normal political delegation would have seen if they went to Washington. Yeah. We saw the big buildings, we saw the White House, we saw the Capitol buildings, but to actually go into a a, a working class neighbourhood and you know go through the Frederick Doug yeah. Douglass abolitionist trail that yeah. they had set up yeah. and that we're hoping to twin with was yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know we 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 spoke with um, representatives of the Washington uh, City Council. And uh, they've recently launched um, or commissioned a Frederick Douglass Bridge. Right. And um, we're exploring the idea of uh, the two new bridges that are coming in the city oh, that we could good. possibly twin twin one of the bridges with yeah. with, with it. And it'll be you kind of unique. It'll be the first bridge ever to be twinned with a bridge in another city. And this is the kind of stuff that at St. Patrick's Day and the celebrations of St. Patrick's Day globally allows you to talk about it and maybe even talk up. Thank you very much, Lord Mayor, uh, Councillor Cullum Kelleher. Yeah, th th some people are cynical, but I love Patrick's Day. I always have done. I love it. It's just a, a special day and it's enormous around the world. We've got some more stuff to do as well. Um, between now and midday because we're not here tomorrow we got four days off now yeah yeah uh, <laughs> where am I going oh yes Moraid has been looking at the uh, parade in the city and the preparations for it here she is <laughs> Familiar sound of the Barrick Street Band will be heard in Cork City during the parade tomorrow. These band members are looking forward to the festivities. Maria, oh, I really missed it. It's always lots of fun. Uh, Marissa, like the last time we took, uh, it was it was really fun. Like we, we yeah, we were just. We're just having a fun, having the crack. Ellie, it's been a few years, though. The last two weren't. And then a few before then, I hadn't really done it. So this is going to be the first time since I've been, like, 12, probably. So. And is it nerve-wracking taking part? Beforehand, yeah. It's just, like, the atmosphere is very tense. You don't say with, like, all the people. And, you know, you're nervous. You're like, oh, I could, like, mess up. You could do anything. But... When you're in the moment, it just like it takes over you, and you're just there, and like the people are cheering, and everyone else playing, and when you do well, you feel good about it, and you do better. So that's like the main thing I'd say. I'm Rima. Oh, it's really fun. It's really exciting. Something to look forward to. I'm Caitlin. It's great fun, and we've missed the past two years, and it's a day where we go out, and it's the biggest crowd of the year. So 
we definitely missed it and it's really exciting that it's coming coming soon. Oh, it's the coldest day of the year. We all wear we all have a joke of um, bring your fingerless gloves because <laughs> because it's so cold. So oh it's so good. It's always a great atmosphere and it's lovely to see everyone just enjoy the music. Brian Prendergast has been conductor for the past twelve years. And as always Paddy's Day hopefully the, the sun will be shining as well. Hopefully allowed to be a big crowd out, you know, because I think it's the first one now in a couple of years and hopefully people can enjoy the day, you know. Absolutely, just back back playing music is, is great. It was, a, it was a hard two years for, for musicians, for everybody, but hard, hard two years for musicians just to get back. You know? Chairperson of the band, Billy O'Callaghan, says it's great to be back at a St. Patrick's Day parade. St. Patrick's Day is probably one of the uh, the biggest occasions in the year for bands of the city and for the people of the city uh, at the parade and that. And the Barrick Street Band has a very long association with St. Patrick's Day parades in Cork, going all the way back to 1889, believe it or not. Cork Community Art Link will be marching a huge articulated granny down the streets of Cork City. Here's General Manager Laura Powells. It represents, you know, the great uh, matriarchal hero um, and um, she is going to be I'd say like around four to five meters high. So she's going to be very, 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 very tall. And um, she's going actually to be, you know, um, there's a whole mechanized system in place. Um, so she's actually going to be able to, to move, you know, as she goes along. She's going to be moving her legs and, and arms as well as you know she's walking. Rebel wheelers are also taking part in the parade. PRO Jack Squibb says members love being part of the club. There's going to be guys and um, guys and girls in the wheelchairs from the basketball and uh, the rugby gang are going to be there and we're going to have the athletics um, showing what they do as well both junior and senior um, so everyone's going to get to see going up uh, Patrick Street what exactly what we'll be doing and what we do as a club. I remember when I was here a month ago to just take pictures of the session for um, social media and there was a new kid here on the night and his dad, his dad stayed for the session and the guy uh, the dad was like you could see him being with pride he's found something for his kid to take part in and that's what it means it's it's something for us to take part in you know it's it's our way of being able to play sport like every kid should be able to the parade in cork city gets underway from 1 p.m she's only gone and done it again emma sophia Hello there. Hi, PJ. How well, are you? Ah, oh, brilliant. Well done. I love your new song. When do I get Thank to see the video? So it's coming out at three o'clock. Three o'clock. And where did you make the video? In Killarney. Wow. Well, we talked. It's how long are you singing now? Because what, what age are you now? Five. Five. I think we started to talk when you were only three, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and you had a big hit last year with Danny Boy. Millions of views. <laughs> millions. There's mum. There's mum. Millions of views is right. Millions and millions. And the lovely video. And there you were in your, your, your Bonnie and Jumper. And it was a big one for St. Patrick's Day. So when Irish eyes are smiling... Lovely song. Mary, she's done it again. Yeah, well, we're, we're delighted with how the video turned out and the track and everything. So it's uh, it's going to be out at three o'clock on her YouTube channel and Facebook page. And um, and the track as well is available to download on iTunes. And all proceeds of downloads and monetized views from YouTube and all that is going to go to St. Vincent de Paul. So um, 
we're hoping that um, that everybody's going to get behind it and share it and everything and yeah. hopefully it'll raise um, money for, for the charity because God knows people need it more than ever at the moment. <laughs> you know, when I was listening this morning, I was thinking back to, to two years ago when this nervous little voice... <laughs> and hit there, there. I mean, there's even at five, there's a maturity there now. Yeah, well, she's a big girl now in junior infants. So. And a confidence. <laughs> and she's dressed from I'm head. I'm doing a parade today in school. Really? What school do you go yeah, to? Yeah, I really am. Gwale School, Contonia. And where's that? Contonia. Oh, Contonia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, and putting the putting the whole thing together, Mary. You got sorry. What was that? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just missed that. What yeah, you've got a you, you've got a studio at home now. So she does the track there, and then you do the video. That's the whole right, yeah. it's all a whole a big it's a homemade production. The whole lot of it. Yeah, it's a, we call it a Ryan family production. Fantastic. <laughs> so um, her, I look after the music and her daddy does the filming and then I piece it together. So we were really blessed. Um, the, the people in Muckra's traditional farms, they, they gave us full access to their facilities and this beautiful thatch cottage, Irish wolfhound, donkey and cart. You know, we, we were able to use it all for the video. Um, so that's the, that's how it all begins. And then we moved to the Gap of Dunlow and we finished filming it there. So um, we were delighted with and um, We were blessed with the weather as well. Actually, it was like a summer's day when we were doing it. So um, we're delighted with how it all turned out. And we hope everybody's going to enjoy it yeah. as much as they did Danny Boy. Yes, and Danny Boy was lovely. And like you said, you got tens and thousands of views. And then there was Christmas and on the telly right. at Christmas. I mean, you got a young right. star there. I was sure you've been such a great champion for her, PJ. <laughs> you're you're so supportive. We really appreciate it. I know she's great. She's great. Put me back on there for a second tour. Are you there, yep, Emma Sophia? Right so are, yeah. you, are you going? Are you going to a parade tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to a parade, and someone in school's also going. Brilliant. And what parade will you go to? Does Does Kinsale have a parade? No, I'm going to the parade in Cork. Oh, into the city. Oh, good for you. Good for you. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to share your new song. We're going to share it on all around social media channels. And if people want to download it from iTunes or Apple or Spotify, they'll be raising money for, for, for the poor people, raising money for St. Vincent de Paul. So you're a great girl. You're a great girl. And happy Thank you so much. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Emma Sophia. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, PJ. T- take care. Mary, she's great. She's Thanks a gem. Cheers. Take care. Talk to you again. Bye bye. Can we just talk? The opinion line on Corks 96 FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Oldies and Irish on Corks 96 FM is the big Sunday show on your radio. Turn it up and take it easy with the best music mix for your Sunday morning. Welcome along to the program. Lovely to be with you on a Sunday morning. Oldies and Irish with Derry O'Callaghan. Sundays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. With Hidden Hearing, tuning you in so you don't miss a thing. And we've been doing it for over 30 years. Hiddenhearing.ie. Corks 96 FM. Can we just talk? 
Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah, we're all buzzed up for uh, St. Patrick's Day here at Cork's 96FM and 20 minutes of non-stop Irish hits right across the day. The street fleet will also be out, out, out visiting parades across the city and county for a taste of the celebrations. Have a great St. Patrick's Day and stay listening to Cork's 96 event. The weather forecast for tomorrow is great. And the weather forecast for the weekend is very, very good. So no excuse now not to get out there and take in some bit of crack at the parade. Yeah, I, they were on to us from Carrick Tool. Uh, whoever wanted us to mention the Carrick Tool Festival or the Carrick Tool Parade told us it was on uh, today. It's not. It's on tomorrow. Carrick Tool Parade is tomorrow at quarter past one. Prizes for best community float, best commercial float, and best dressed on the day. Uh, Eugene is wondering, uh, would we play The Boys Are Back In Town for the first Paddy's Weekend after a lockdown? Eugene, don't tempt me. Don't Just don't tempt me, because you know I would. You know I would. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to go and do a kind of an Irish music jukebox if I get away with it, but I wouldn't get away with it. So, uh, More of those parades. Mitchell sound like I told you, one o'clock. For my 11 o'clock, uh, Middleton, the parade's at three, but the festivities and the fun and the food and the markets and the vendors and the face painting and all that crack, that starts at 12 with the Middleton parade at three o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Crosshaven starts at four. McCroom starts at 3.45. And Yall, for years, we've gone down to Yall. Uh, the Coogan clan have gone to... I don't know why, but there's something draws me to Yall on a St. Patrick's Day and has done for many years. I love their parade. I think it's because the streets of y'all are so narrow and, and you can almost touch the 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 participants and the things that... <laughs> I don't... Do they still have the Ford Capris? It was the funniest thing. The Ford Capris used to be in the in the parade in, in y'all. That's at 3 o'clock tomorrow. And don't forget that in Cove... Uh, Victoria is the MC. Quick question, and we'll try to come back to it after the news. Am I insured if I take in a Ukrainian refugee? Also, I don't need a TV licence because of my age, but will I have to get one if someone moves into my house? That's an interesting couple of questions, if anybody knows the answer. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Hear the full show on our app, by podcast, or on 96FM.ie. Kevin also reminds us that, look, have a great day tomorrow. Enjoy it as best you can, and on Friday. But spare a thought for people who are working to ensure you have a fantastic day. I think tomorrow in particular in terms of people working in pubs, restaurants, and in shops that would be open tomorrow and people out there like guards and paramedics and anybody else that will be helping to keep us safe and keep things running smoothly fire service any kind of emergency personnel that will be working tomorrow and Friday and indeed across the weekend as we celebrate a proper spring break and we might do that as well with a bit of apple tart or apple cake I prefer apple tart rather than pie it's a whole crumble. It's a whole argument, but good old-fashioned apple tart. Go easy on the sugar on the top. A lot of people put sugar on top of it. Go easy on the sugar on the top. Um, And Guinness, oh yeah, oh yeah. Catherine Ross Murphy, we talked before about your book, which raised an absolute fortune, a fortune uh, for for charity. Um, and And good to see you last Friday at the Pride of Cork Awards. Very well done. 
Thank you, PJ. How are you? Good, good. That the book took off in a way that I don't think you ever expected. Oh, I'm I'm just um I'm just flabbergasted at the amount of money it has raised. Um God almighty, twenty three thousand. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> a book of good old fashioned recipes like an apple tart. <laughs> Yes, uh, the good old-fashioned apple tart is right. My God, it, it, it will never go out of fashion. Whatever about anything else, the apple tart will always be fashionable. Mm. And I'm sure you, it's absolutely delicious. Would you put sugar on top or just leave it? You know, um, I've watched other people putting sugar on top and I'm afraid I'm, I've started doing it myself. Mm. But actually, it should be left as it is. Yeah. There's no need of sugar because the apples are sweet enough. Yeah. And if you use um, sweet pastry, which I don't myself because, as I said already, the apples are sweet enough, yes. um, you have enough sugar in it, for goodness sake. Yeah. And fashion. then you have the load of cream on top of that again. Of course, <laughs> of course. Now, that, the, the old-fashioned one that they made with the regular pastry and folded it like yes. a packet. None of this fancy pastry. None of this stuff that just old-fashioned apple tart, pierce it a few times and bake it. Old fashioned, uh, yeah. Do you yeah. put anything into it? Some people put cinnamon and clove into it. Do you do that? Um, my mother used to put cloves in it, all right, PJ, but um, I don't because if you were giving it to somebody, an awful lot of people don't eat cloves and then, you know, it's um, it's a waste thing and they hate to tell you, I don't eat cloves. But you, you will get the taste of cloves, like if you if you put it in. But um, there's, there's, doesn't need anything else but apples and a bit of cream. A bit of cream. Anything on. else, only apples and the sugar, and that's it. Now the that's stew it. with the Guinness. That's there's an oh, That that's not just as simple oh. as pouring a can of Guinness into a stew, like. No, it, this takes a bit of time now, and really, you need to go to the uh, butcher to get the right cut of meat, because the cuts of meat actually have to be one inches um, square pieces. Because if you use smaller pieces, um, it breaks up in the stew, and it doesn't look the same. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful Guinness stew recipe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not really in my book. Cook one, isn't it? You, you let it is. It's a slow cook one. Yeah, yeah. But um, you need to sear the, um, the the meat in the saucepan beforehand and um, then take that out and then sear the um, carrots and the um, onion mm. and the sticks of celery and the garlic and things as well, you know. Mm. And then add your stock, your beef stock and your Guinness, mm. your salt and pepper. And um, with the stock, then some of the stock you keep aside and you put... Uh, 30 grams of uh, plain white flour into that mm-hmm. to thicken your stew. And it's abs- it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely you, beautiful. And you put the Guinness and the stock in together. And about how long would you, you let do. that in then? Yeah, when when that's um when that's um what you call it um simmering, you'll have to let it simmer for at least an hour and a half right. before you add the um the flour to thicken it. I see. I see. The meat. Yeah, will, the, the yeah. meat will literally melt on your fork. Oh, it, it will. But it's lovely to see the chunks. But it'll still. It won't break if you get the chunks cut in about an inch, an inch um, high. You know. It really is. Get the it, meat cut at the butcher. Yeah. Really is lovely. At what point do you put the spuds in? Do they go in at the start, or do you? No, PJ. You don't add potatoes to the Guinness stew. You oh. actually serve it with um, um, mashed potatoes. 
Okay. Mashed potatoes on the side. Okay. And um, now you can add potatoes if you like, but the old way you you didn't nev- you never added the potatoes. You just have to use mashed potatoes. And there again, if you don't eat mashed potatoes, you could actually make a lovely Guinness um, brown bread. Um, now I I'm actually going to put up the recipes for both of those on my Catherine's All Time Recipe Facebook page later on. Very good. If anybody would like to take them down and uh, make them, and mm. I'll also put up the pastry recipe for people mm. that I use for the apple tart as well. Excellent. So if that's any help to them, great. Come here. Or, is the book still available? Because people are going to ask. Because the last time you were on, like people were looking for the book. PJ, my book is never going to go out. <laughs> I'm going to keep printing as long as the as long as the um, demand is there. Remind um, people, like, yeah. this, this started off just as a lockdown idea, and originally, what you print? You printed maybe 40, 50 copies. That was it originally, wasn't it? That's all, yeah. And then they took off, and then I got more printed, and then they went as well. And it's just continually printing the whole time. Now, I did get covers made um, for them, but they're gone very expensive. So the only difference in the book now is that the cover is photocopied at home. But when I have enough money raised again, I'm going to try and get them printed again because they really made the book, yeah. you know? They looked oh. absolute. The, no, the cover was lovely. It's a gorgeous production. And and I think that the simplicity of it, of old fashioned yeah. traditional cooking, we're surrounded by wonderful food from around the world. And what we might forget, Catherine, is we have a wonderful food of our own. Yeah, the traditional recipes should be kept up because it's Ireland and we're famous for our um for our old recipes. I mean you've got the rhubarb and apple crumble in the book. You've got the old fashioned apple cake, which is a kind of a sponge cake with apples just chopped into it. Mm. And the bigger you put the apples into it, the nicer the cake is. Mm. You've got the bread and butter pudding, you've got brown treacle loaf, you've got the soda bread, you've got the short cost pastry. My God, I could go on and on. You got the beautiful porter cake. So oh, they're all porter, old oh recipes. God. Porter cake like that. I mean, that's... Oh, PJ, I'll have to make one and send it in to you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one of them in a long time. A long... <laughs> well, th- that's my, that's my, um, my, my, what you call it, my gift to you, so I'll send you in a porter cake. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fair play to you. And uh, yeah, Catherine, wondering, can, she, can, you get your, can she get your apple tart recipe as well? Because, yeah. All no right, problem. Uh, I will, of course. Right. I'll put those up later on on my Facebook page. As exactly. I say, it's Catherine's All Time Recipe Facebook page and all the videos. I do everything on a video as well yes. um, all the videos and the recipes will be up there for people alright alright fantastic and you know what the next time you want to raise a few quid for charity let us know you'll be banging an open door I will of course thanks very much PJ and thank you to Fiona as well cheers Catherine's Catherine's old time recipes it's a Facebook page and a beautiful beautiful book that she brought out a lockdown project that made 23,000 euro for charity, which is why she was one of the winners of the Pride of Cork Awards uh, last Friday night. Where am I gone? I have lost my page. I will get it back in just a sec. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96 96 Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96FM.
Cork's 96FM wants to send you and a friend to see an Irish world champion make history. Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano in New York will be the biggest women's boxing match of all time. And you could be there. It's just a TKO. Listen weekdays at 8.15, 2.15 and 5.15 to hear the knockout hits. The knockout hits. When you have all three, text or WhatsApp the big drive home for your chance to qualify. Flights, accommodation, spending money and tickets to Taylor versus Serrano on April 30th in New York. It's just a TKO. With no DC cars, Blackpool. Put your trust in their award-winning after-sales team with a Skoda service at noldc.com. Listen and win weekdays. Only on Cork's 96 FM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 0818-969696. On Cork's 96 FM. Now, if we are excited about St. Patrick's Day and so happy to be out of lockdown and back to parades and back to celebrations and back to fun and games, then they must be over the moon entirely. On the mean streets of New York City, Peter Franklin, the Gabby Cabby. Peter, good morning. Good morning, good morning, live from the beautiful streets of New York. How are things, my friend? You were a bit down in the dumps the last time you were getting a bit sick of the whole lockdown thing. How are things? Well, then is then, now is now. Things are looking a lot better. New York's on its way back and uh, couldn't be a better time of year for us. Yeah. It's it's a huge day, St. Patrick's Day, in, in New York City. Is it a normal working day for most people? I guess it is. Well, it's sort of a combination. It's a holiday in a way, and on the other hand, it's it's a very special day. This year is going to be a special, special day because it's going to be the first year in a couple of years that we're kind of back to normal almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean... We had nothing the last couple of years. There was no parade. There was no nothing. So will the parade take place? Is, is that tomorrow? or? or, or I, I yeah, but it won't be of the same magnitude that it's been in years gone by. But it's a step in the right direction. It's a good sign. So on one hand, things are looking good. And on the other hand, uh, we do have a strange phenomenon where, for instance, there's a lot less Irish pubs in New York City today than yeah. they were three years ago. Yeah, because a lot of them just didn't survive. Exactly. So, you know, it's the ministry. But listen, you, you take what you get, and, and, and it's just nice to see that it's on the way back. And yeah. you'll have people in a good mood thinking about something other than a pandemic, other than a war. So, you know, we've had troubled times, but you guys got the same problems. We can't yeah, break yeah. you about our problems. Well, I mean, no, because I mean, when, when we talked last time, you, you said to me that, you know, you wouldn't even recommend coming for, for a while. Would you recommend coming now? Wait another year. Come next year. Don't come this year. Yeah, it's a it's a recovery time. Well, not only that, crime is a very big problem is in it? New York City. It never was, but it is now. We've had a lot of these different types of criminalities and things like that. So I'd say to somebody, if you're going to make that choice to come to New York, yeah, come to New York, but wait till next year. Yeah, yeah. Are, are things like the theater district and, and the music business, are they getting back? Yeah, they are, but very slowly, and it seems like it's one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. But they're coming there. But as I say, my business is to remote, promote tourism, yeah. not dissuade people, yeah. but I'd still dissuade you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, are you, you have one of the most famous tours in all of New York. Are you doing it again? Are you back doing it, or are you holding off for a while? No, no, we've stopped doing the tours because of the, the crime problem. It just presents too much really? tension and too much worry. 
Oh, really? So it's that bad, Peter? Because, I mean, there were always parts in New York City that you kind of steered clear of because there was crime there. But but it's has it come into the, the tourist areas of Manhattan and all those places now? It has. The, the big problem is there aren't areas anymore. It can happen any place. It can be on the subway. It can be in the hotel. It can be in a tourist area. Oh, it can be in a non-tourist area. So why come to New York City, or for that matter, any place in the United States, where you're going to have tension and worry. Yeah, yeah. And is it a spillover from the pandemic, or is it just as a result of something else? Well, it's a spillover from the pandemic. New York City's strength always was that the streets were filled with people, that there was always somebody on the streets. So that kind of kept crime down. Now you have areas of New York which are closed stores. The classic example is the Irish pubs I'm talking about. Yeah. If you don't have an Irish pub, there's no lights on the street. Yeah. We've got an Irish man in the White House. Has he changed things a bit? No, not really. Things things seem to roll along. It doesn't seem to make much difference. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't seem to care, as you said to me before. They just they just get on with their with their with their business. Well, you want to take care of your own survival. That's what's the important thing. So, in every business business, people aren't looking at the big picture. They're looking at the smaller picture. The only reason why attention is drawn to New York. It's just bigger and larger than everybody else, so the problems are bigger in numbers. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I can't complain to you folks because I'm quite sure you've got similar problems just on a smaller scale. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, if you're getting I, robbed, it's yeah. not a smaller scale. Yeah, we're, 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 getting, we're getting there. But like you say, it's been a slow and a very painful recovery. But it's good to hear you. Are you, are you working at the moment? Are you driving the cab or is what's the story? Yeah, no, no, no. No, the cab business is here. People still need cabs. The only area that we've diminished it is the tours. We just can't entice people into coming for a tour, so we've put those on the back burner for the time being. Your your other half was doing recipes as well. Is she still doing them? Yes, she is. She has a website called Mrs. Gabby's Kitchen, and she puts on some very interesting recipes, New York-style cooking, and I'd invite anybody to take a look at it. She's not selling anything. So don't worry about it. Okay. And your own website is Gabby.com. Peter, it's always great to have you on the Opinion Line of Quark's 96 FM. And someday I will get back to that great city. And someday I will look you up. You better. And, and take We're the waiting tour. for you. All right, buddy. I want to get you in the back of the kitchen. Bye-bye. I want to do that tour. Peter Franklin, the Gabby Gabby, the most, thank you so much, Peter, the most famous tour uh, in all of New York. He knows it like the back of his hand. He knows every square inch, corner, nook and cranny. And he spends the whole day with you in the cab. And he has story after story after story. Gabby Cabby. He said, hold on till next year if you want a tour. Because right now they got crime problems, which is, that's, that's, that's sad to hear. Buddy man was telling me the same when he was home recently. He said, there's an awful lot of crime. Uh, even the places that were quiet, they got crime now. Uh, and it's a lot of it is a spillover from from the pandemic. But thank you, Peter. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We have got very special uh, grand marshals tomorrow in our uh, St Patrick's Day parade here in the city. It, I, it's a few years ago now since I was called. I was a reporter at the time, and I was called to the launch of a thing called Blood Bike South. Well, I heard about it. I have to find out about these people. Uh, Martin O'Driscoll is the chair of Blood Bike South, and your marshals of the parade tomorrow. Martin, good morning to you. 
Good morning, PJ. Thanks for having me on. Delighted and congratulations on being appointed Grand Marshals of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Remind people uh, a little bit about the work of Blood Black South. How long have you been around and how many of you are there now? Uh, we were formed 10 years ago, so we were formed in 2012, so this is our anniversary this year. Um, and uh, our first run was completed in uh, kind of the start of 2013. Uh, so we've been running now 10 years, and at the moment we have about 65 volunteers on our books. Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a good run. It's been, we've been uh, working at it steadily over the 10 years to try and uh, improve the service and, and, and uh, be as professional as we can yeah. in delivering that service. Yeah, you'd often see a Blood Bike South motorway, uh, head, Blood Bike South bike heading off up the motorway. What kind of stuff do you do and where do you go? Is it all up the country, all up and all, all over the country or is it just up and down Dublin? Uh, it's uh, all over the country, but it's we have two people on shifts on any given evening. So we work from seven o'clock at night till seven in the morning, um, Monday, Monday to Thursday. And then we work seven uh, on a Friday evening till seven o'clock on a Monday morning and then bank holidays as well as 24 hours. Uh, so we have two volunteers rostered uh, every night, one for out of town cover and one for city cover. So the city rider just ferries materials between the various hospitals in the city. And then the out-of-town cover does any long-distance runs. So a lot of them would be to Dublin right. um, because there's specialist labs in Dublin, um, but also from Galway, from Limerick. Right. Uh, and then, of course, there are also the milk runs, which is uh, human breast milk that's brought from Enniskillen. Um, and we that's usually on a Sunday. And right. we do collections or deliveries as well on Sundays for that. Right, and it's so it's blood and breast milk. And do you do any other? I mean, do you take do you take organs for transplant, or is that a different operation? That, that's a oh oh his line dropped just we were getting into a good chat there. See if you can get him back there for me, Fiona. They'll be the Grand Marshals of the parade tomorrow. I was talking to Martin O'Driscoll, chairman of Blood Bike South. We'll try and get that, that line back up. They are the marshals for the parade tomorrow. Line one, thank you. Martin, there you go. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm back. All good. Um, um, yeah, so we mainly carry uh, samples is, is predominant what we carry. So anytime you get a sample taken in the hospital, well, not anytime, but for specialist things, they go to Dublin usually. So it's a lot of samples, blood spots from the maternity hospitals, medications, files, you know, anything that a hospital will ask us to carry. And it's all public hospitals. If it can be fitted on the bike or in a car, we carry it. Right. Great work. How did the call come to be marshals and how big a surprise was it? Yeah, it was a huge surprise. Um, uh, yeah, I just got a call one day and say if we'd be if we'd be willing to do it, and we were absolutely delighted. Um, it's a it's a huge recognition, you know. It's huge. And and I think it's kind of a little bit unusual for a group to be doing it because you know we're all just volunteers, so none of us are are, are anything special. We just kind of do the work and, and get on with it. It's uh, it's kind of what we do, but uh, your your work is very special. So apart from the people on call tomorrow, everybody else will be in the parade, correct? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. As many as can turn up. You know, some people will have family commitments and stuff, so we'll we'll get as many as our volunteers as we can. So we're doing what we normally do, which is clearing the roof at the beginning. So we'll use the bikes and stuff for that, and then afterwards we head back around and we'll uh, walk the parade then. So I suppose for once our faces will be seen. Usually we're all covered up in helmets and everything. Simple. So uh, uh, and uh, usually in the dead of night. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to be uh, 
for everyone to see who who these people are and uh, yeah and uh, it'll be very exciting yeah we're looking forward to it we've missed the parade it's always a a great occasion fantastic and deserved recognition for the incredible work the mostly unseen work of Blood Bike South and Martin O'Driscoll their chairman tomorrow Grand National Grand Marshals of the Cork City St. Patrick's Day Parade and well and truly deserved Can we just talk the Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 83 396 96 96 On Cork's 96FM. Right. Nano Nagel uh, place. They're getting into the uh, spirit of things tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. And right across the weekend, uh, they've been doing incredible stuff with our history and culture over the last couple of years. So you'd expect no less. Dr. Danielle O'Donovan is their programme manager. Danielle, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on, PJ. Delighted. Saints and Shamrocks, what you got for us for the weekend? <laughs> We've got a gorgeous weekend and actually we're open right through. We're open 17th, 18th, 19th and 20th and uh, the gardens are looking beautiful. And um, for the 17th and 18th, if families want to come and visit us, we have a Saints and Shamrocks trail. So um, they'll be able to trail through the garden and through the museum looking for shamrocks because we have some lovely stained glass that has some Patrick and also some real shamrocks and you might remember from last summer we had the beautiful playful culture trail that ran right across the city sure. and little Blahine the lizard uh, is still very much um, holding out at Nanonego Place and she's she's dressed as St Patrick, she's bathing in a bath of shamrocks and hiding behind a shamrock and she is scattered right across the site so kids have to go and hunt for her. Right, the kiddies love it. You have music, you have food. Yes. So, so set open the 17th and 18th and delighted to welcome families to do Blahine uh, the Lizard. And also just to let them, everyone know out there, we have a free membership that, and until the end of April, you can become a member of Nanonagal Police for free. And that membership will last right through until October. And that lets you into the museum for free with one guest and gives you 10% discount in our shops. So anybody who wants to come and do the Saints and Shamrocks trail, if they sign up to be a member, they get into the museum for free. So I just have to plug that one so that's so good and then and then for the weekend um on both the saturday and sunday we are having outdoor markets so this is something we started you know during covid when it was so difficult to go inside and it felt so much safer to be outside and we just realized that our spaces are so nice so you can come and do your market shopping in one of the prettiest places in cork so we've got stalls on the front plaza and stalls on the top plaza and there's all kinds of things uh, on offer so lots of gorgeous local landscape painters, um, macrame, candles, loads of homewares, and it's all local, so mm. uh, good for our sustainability. And there's also some food, Brazilian chocolates and a crepe, a French crepe caravan. So that's, um, you can come and kind of just browse. And I mean, they're running all day on Saturday and Sunday. And just to liven things up some more, we have music as well. So between half one and half three on both Saturday and Sunday, we have music. We've got trad on Saturday. And on Sunday, we so the trad band are called Strings and Things. And then on Sunday, we have Fresh Air Collective. And they play all kinds of gypsy waltzes and tangos and kettle music. So it should be great fun as well. I've, I've heard Strings and Things. They're, they're magic. They're magic. Well, and, 
And I've heard that others, so between them, I think it should be both, it'd be worth coming both days just to hear yeah. live music. We've heard so little live music, haven't we, for the last couple of years? Danielle, so how, just how, I, mean, I think the big buzz is that I, I was down at the, the Predicork Awards last Friday night, and those people at the Business Awards and all the tomorrow and the events associated with tomorrow, right? Isn't it so great to be back doing stuff? We can't believe it. I know. And actually, if people come along, we have our spring program printed. And you know what? We had just printed our spring program in 2020 when everything just closed down. We still have loads of them left. <laughs> and it just felt so exciting to print it and to, ha- and to know that actually, do you know, the lifelong learning festivals coming, the book festivals coming, the choral festivals coming. Yeah. And then... Um, the site is just back alive again. It felt so strange for the last few years not to have that yeah. buzz because we've always wanted to be a place that people came to just to have leisure time and kind of make memories together. So, yeah, yeah our buzz is the same as everyone else's, I think, at the moment. We're just so glad to so, have people so, back. So much hard work went into developing the centre and then not to be able to showcase it in all its glory and now to be able to do it again. Catherine wants to know, Danielle, can she bring her doggy? You know what? We aren't, we don't have dogs on site, only service dogs. And that does cause uh, consternation. I am a dog owner myself. I love dogs. But it's just because we're a sacred space and because, you know, we have the graveyard and everything. Yeah. It's really just a decision to keep it kind of sacred. Okay. Um, okay. It's a, it's a kind of extra special place. But uh, Catherine, I love dogs too. And my little Daisy doesn't get to come when, <laughs> when I come down here. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Um, Service dogs only, unfortunately, because of the nature of the space. All right, listen, have a good day and have a good festival, Danielle. Uh, Danielle O'Donovan, uh, programme manager at uh, Nano Nagel Place, and they have so much on music and food and the trail and all for the weekend. Get in there and enjoy. 0818969696. Hello? (laughs) Who's this? I'm listening to you while I'm stripping wallpaper. Grand? Each to their own, I guess. Could you play Clodagh Quirk's new song called Inner Child? I don't have access to that, unfortunately. But you're right, I have met Clodagh. She plays violin with the lads at the Prison Officers Male Voice Choir. I know them well. Uh, She's 18 from Passage. I interviewed her as she wrote a... Oh, yes! She wrote a poem and a song after our beloved Father Con died tragically last August. She recorded that song and raised over €1,000 that she donated to Con's order. And she busks in Cork City, and she's a big fan of all kinds of music. So best luck, Clodagh Quirk, with her new release. Thanks for that. And uh, don't work too hard now at the old wallpaper, all right? (laughs) Can I remind you, Premier League Live is back this Saturday at 96fm.ie with Trevor Welsh, powered, as usual, by Talk Sport on the app or on the website with live coverage of Aston Villa versus Arsenal at 12.30. Just the one game this weekend. Aston Villa v Arsenal at half past 12. The Premier League live online with now stream live Premier League action with announced sports or sports extra membership and listen Saturday on the app or indeed go to 96fm.ie. Now, uh, to Cheltenham, uh, Danny Duval from the Irish Sun uh, is in Cheltenham. It was a lively day yesterday. Rachel Blackmore came good, as they said she would, and the atmosphere looked fantastic on the telly. Danny, how are things? Was it great over there? Is it buzzing? Good morning. 
Good morning. How are you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, I was here before the crowd were let in yesterday morning at half ten, and people were kind of literally running through the turnstiles to kind of get in prime position for to watch the action yesterday. And uh, it was a great day. Um, the Irish didn't do as, as well as, as they would have hoped, but obviously there was some standout with Rachel Blackmore kind of making history um, again with, with Honeysuckle, um, who became the first horse to win the champion hurdle twice. Yeah. So she won that um, champion hurdle last year um, behind closed door. So it was good to see her win it again in, in front of a packed packed crowd. There were more than 67,000 people here yesterday, um, which was a record day. Organised said it was a record day. Um, with punters yeah yeah now uh, you were celeb spotting Ronan yeah, Keating yeah Ronan Keating made an appearance um, w- w- with Stormy um, Missy and Jack also came as well they arrived in the helicopter uh, y- yesterday morning as you do for, like. for a day of action <laughs> as you do <laughs> exactly I don't think many punters were coming on helicopters but but they certainly were Good, good. Now, another big name today, Tiger Roll. This is such a famous horse and he's got his own podcast and all that. But today is such a big day for Tiger Roll. Yeah, Tiger Tiger Roll will run run his last race today. Um, so he he is on the cross country race today. I think it's a half three. Um, and yeah, so Paddy Paddy Power have actually created a retirement card um, for Tiger Roll because he's cost them um, five hundred million euro across all all bookmakers. Yeah, well, given, how much Tiger Roll has cost? Given that he's owned bookies. by Michael O'Leary, taking money off people would be you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually quite. Yeah. Now that you say that, it's a big day for Michael O'Leary. He has 10, 10 horses running today. Wow. Including did, Tiger Roll. Did you nearly miss your flight? Did you nearly not make it? Oh, stop. It, it was um, a, a frantic kind of dash kind of to the, to the airport. And then, and then another one when I when I landed as well. Flight was a little bit delayed. So, but, but I made it here in one piece. Good. Did you make back the price of your flight yet? <laughs> uh, I haven't done much betting yet. I, I, I probably should have put some money on Honeysuckle yesterday, but... Yeah. I didn't get a chance. You're one of these fellas that kind of comes back and said, "Ah, sure, I broke even." <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly what happened. Um, I, I covered the Galway races, and, and and there was a guy who said to me, "He said you you, you never talk about what what you won and what you lost." He said, "If if you lost, um, you say you broke even, and if you won, sure you got on all right." And I, I think that's what I'll be using in the future. There you go. That's it. Good man yourself. You're learning, Danny Deval of the Irish Sun at Cheltenham for the festival. Um, Ronan Keaton just arriving, as you do, in a helicopter. I've been watching these videos. I, I, I started watching them last night and I was watching them all morning and I just laughed because when you think what she said, we, we actually are, we are like that. Like we're, we're like that. We speak English totally different. I just learned that in Ireland, you plug things out instead of unplugging them. I was making fun of Andy last week for doing this, but today in the office, I saw that there was an extension cord plugged into another extension cord, which is insanity. So I was fixing the situation. My friend Tony is like, Steph, stop plugging everything out. And I was like, wait, I thought that was just Andy. Plug it out. That sounds so foreign to me. Probably because it is. Yeah, it is. Steph, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? Good. Your your TikTok is just so so amusing. I love the one this morning. Uh, I just found this one about the about the blocks of ice cream. I so I played it earlier on. Oh. And people said, "Oh yeah, you see, block of ice that that's that." Like we Tobas were new to us. Tobas were a, yeah. a different culture. Like we always got blocks. I'll play it again. I just learned that you can buy ice cream in a cardboard box in Ireland. 
And not only, so then you take this cardboard box, this block of ice cream, and you slice it, and you take the slice, slice of ice cream, and you put two wafers around it, and you make an ice cream sandwich. Not only that, but this is very common. And they never told you that's the only really good way to eat ice cream. When did all this start? Yeah. You're here about a year and a half. You're a New Yorker. You came here about a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Um, I just kind of moved because I, my family's actually from Cork. Like, oh. my granddad's from Cargoline. My grandma's from Canturk. So, really? I guess I was just, yeah. My mom also lived in Crosshaven as a kid. It's her birthday today. So, happy birthday, mom. It's a small, it's a small world. It really is. So I guess I was kind of just, I don't know, chasing the roots. Came right, back, see right. what it's about. And your boyfriend's a Carconian as well. So you, you might yep. as well be. So you got over here and you're working. And you, hang on, we speak English in a totally different way. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that different. But then I realized it's actually a completely different dialect. And it's actually really cool because so many of the differences that I notice are actually like, from the Irish language, you know, it's just kind of the Irish language being put into English words. And I find it's really interesting. Because, you know, we go to New York and wherever and we think uh, they all speak English. But I guess right. you'd be, were, you, were you a bit missed? I mean, obviously with strong Irish connections, you were used to us. But can you I can see why you're not, would it be a bit mystified sometimes? Um yeah, I suppose so. Like, um, I remember the first time someone said giving out to me and I was like, <laughs> I'm not actually sure what that means. Like, sometimes I have to ask. Sometimes I don't even notice, though, that something's different until way later. So it's a it's a mix. Yeah. And giving out like that's just normal. That, that's just if, if you ask me what's giving out, that's just <laughs> giving out. I know. And that's my favorite one, too, because we don't have that in American English at all. But it's so useful, just like complaining or even yelling at, you know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, giving out yards is another one. Yeah. And then I love. Oh, my I God. Love, I haven't heard that. I, I love the one giving out yards. I love the one about camogie. Like discovering camogie itself must have been interesting. Yeah, it's great. So, like, my granddad played hurling when he was in Cork, but so, like, I knew about it. But, yeah, then I came here and just one of my friends actually plays for Cork Camogie. So um, I've been to see a few of her matches and, like, it's it's really fun. It's so fast-paced and... It was the oh, explaining yeah. of the scoring system. That was one of one of one of your better videos. Here we go. I'm at a camogie match, and one of the weirdest things to me when I first got here was how scoring works in GAA. Because I don't think I'd ever encountered a sport before that had two numbers for the score. So this is how it works. The first number, each one is worth three points, and the second one is worth one. So this is two times three, six plus eleven, which is seventeen to thirteen. So Shandun won. There you go. You've explained it better than we could ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to ask the first time I saw that on the scoreboard. <laughs> and the other one, which again was the most natural thing to us, that when people line out on a team, they wear a number mm. according to, to their position on the pitch. That's kind of why I can't understand American football. Because I don't know yeah. who's playing where. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, the numbers are all over the place. Yeah. 
Um, that was another one where I was watching like Six Nations rugby actually was when I noticed because I was like, oh yeah, like number 13, I saw them play last time and then it was a completely different person. And I was like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah, because you play by squad numbers in America. That's right, it's a different 13. Yeah, exactly. It's a different 13. Uh, so I, yeah. I, have you moved permanently now or is it you still? Uh, yeah. I honestly, I'm not sure. It's kind of open, you know, but I'd say I'll be around for a while yet. So. Yeah, yeah, and translating our language. What's the you said giving out is about the favorite. What's what's the what's the maddest one you've come across that you just can't understand? Oh my god! Oh, that is a good question. I'm not sure I have one like off the top of my head. Um, yeah, yeah, the plugging stuff out was good. Yeah, that one amazed me. There are so many that like I'll just hear first from my boyfriend, and then um, later I hear other people saying it, and I'm like. Oh my God. I like, um, yeah. my favorite one of that was he'd been saying not at all. And it's like said here, like not that tall, almost like, and I thought he was just, you know, not at all. using his own tone of voice. Not and then all. I was not at all. Not at yeah, all. Not that tall. I was waiting in the reception room, uh, like the doctor and I heard the, re- the receptionist say it. And I immediately texted my friend, if I was like, wait, does everyone say it like this? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to St. Patrick's day? I mean, last year was lockdown. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so I'm hoping to like get out this time. Maybe yeah. go to a parade or something. You'll have the video camera, will you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get a few videos out of that. And I loved the panto as well. I thought, I've... oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> I that one actually is a great one that I just like couldn't figure out. I was like, I need to actually go see this because I didn't even know what people were saying. I was like, what is this word, panto? And uh, yeah. yeah, but it was it was great. I loved it. And the Christmas toy show. Like, do you, oh, yeah. I still haven't figured out what that's about, but most, peop- most people can't. Where does the, the name Half 30 come from? Oh, that was actually, so it's sort of like um, a portmanteau, you know, like a, a combination of a difference that I noticed. Like one of the first ones I noticed was that people say time here like a little differently. So if you're to say like, I would say one thirty, right. but here people say half, half one. one. And so like, I kind of just take like if the underscore would be the number, I then it would like be like, it. you know. I like it. Half yeah. one. <laughs> that explains it. I had to ask you that. And also, have you yeah. tried, have you tried Tenora? Yes, actually. Uh, yeah, I was, that was one I had to get to. Yeah, once I heard of it. Um, I actually learned about it in work because uh, we have, you know, people from all over Ireland on, you know, the team. And, like, uh, people in Galway hadn't heard of Tenora. Sure. And I was like, all right, this is very Cork. I must try pure it. Pure Cork. It's pure Cork. I mean, I have a exactly. friend I have a friend who's lived, he's lived in, in Dublin for, or in County Meath for the last 40 years. 30 years. And he comes, to, and every time he comes to Cork, Three or four big bottles of tenor into the, into the boot mm-hmm. of the car because he, there's another yep. one the boot the boot of the car oh yeah uh, the trunk and the bonnet <laughs> the bonnet yeah listen and then there's the indicators instead of blinkers there's so much with cars don't even get me started <laughs> Steph great great talking to you and uh, we love your videos half you go to TikTok you'll get a great kick out of it it's half underscore thirty t h i r t y thank you Steph Ward. You're listening to Highlights from the Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Hear the full show on our app, by podcast, or on 96FM.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.